Cheap Show is brought to you today by Bobby's Bollocks. Bobby Bollocks is a high street car salesman who sells you the best. Don't do your teeth. With, <laughs> frost your teeth and you gob open. <laughs> Fucking grind. Oh, it's just so repulsive to look at. <laughs> I was, I was going to do a little bit that I thought you could come in on and be a character. It wasn't good enough, Paul. Oh, I'm fucking sorry. You rude, petulant little Start goblin. Again. Have we started? No. We haven't started. This is it. This is it. This is still starting. It shouldn't be. It is, though, now. It really shouldn't. Do your intro. I was going to do something special, and you've ruined it. Because you had to just be so. Stop doing your teeth. <laughs> I love the actual anger. I love the actual anger. Stop doing your teeth. <laughs> what? I need to have good dental hygiene. During the podcast, though? You ate a sandwich. See yeah. how you like it. Yeah. Just don't do it on purpose now, you spiteful, <laughs> hateful goblin. Oh, that's a good bit. Oh, uh, God, mate. Fuck you. What do you mean, fuck me? Do your intro. Hello. My name's Eli Silverman. It's episode Who the Fuck Cares of Cheap Show. Paul's lost the will to live. And he's a dickhead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Lovely. You couldn't have maybe said... Hello, welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast starring me, Paul Gannon, and with my delightful co-host, Eli Silverman. We hope you enjoy the show. Who I am! I hate you and your fucking Moodle posse. People love Moodles, right? It's a fact of Cheap Show, you're going to have to fucking accept Noodle time. Tails from the dance floor. Boy, how's the pick going? The price of shite. This is Paul Gannon saying hello. Eli Silver. Welcome to the show. Hello, welcome to Cheap Show. I am Paul Gannon, and that continues to be Eli Silverman. You put me in a really bad mood right from the start of this episode. How? Because of the tooth thing. God, you're in a bad mood anyway, Paul. I'm not. I was in a delightful mood. You were not. The trip to the froth shop was delightful. Yes. The League of Snacks was a success. Yes. And then you come along and start mining for fucking gum food in your mouth with your floss stick don't do it again <laughs> let's see what it's like have a little taste of the sandwich medicine Paul a little taste ha- so you just gotta you just gotta carry on doing it then how long a- you, how have you... a little taste of my floss stick how... have a little suck on my floss <laughs> stick <off. laughs> what have we got on the show today Paul because I'm in a great mood today we have a trip to uh, Silverman's Platters where we'll be looking at some weird and maybe not so weird musical items on yes. vinyl that Silverman's... you found in charity shops and stuff. They are both from Bonet Fide Charity Chope. Excellent. We also are going to be doing quite the segment today on noodles. Oh, oh yeah. So it's happening. The true destiny of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Incrementally, it will become Eli's noodle flamboyant. Flamboyant. <laughs> Right, we're going to be doing a noodle and Noodles. Noodles. what kind of noodles are we expecting? Well, today, Paul, on Cheap Eats, we'll be looking at 
perhaps the most popular and original type of instant noodle that you can have. It's the pot or cup noodle format. We have three formats. I'm very excited to taste them and discuss them. Don't eat crisps. I'm doing my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) There's that. And then what else? That's it, isn't it? That's it for this episode. No. Come on, you know. Don't eat crisp while doing... You know. You know what it is. Come on, you remember. What is it? Look, gorgeous fuck. <laughs> Staring at me, your mouth open. Eyes what, wide. What else have we got? So what, we've got you know, Silverman's Platters. Yeah. But before then... We are starting off yeah. with... Come on. Tales from the Dance Floor. Is that not right? I put Chris down as a result of... of yeah. Me getting it right? Yeah. Okay, Tales from the Dance Floor, Paul. Now, you were there the other night in the Discount Suit Company. I was. It's a lovely little boutique That's a different word from the one I was trying to say. Boutique? boutique No, just say boutique. boutique We're not doing this segment <laughs> until you say boutique. All right, boutique. I can Thank say. you. At least I can say things. Say hello, something. You, hello, my name is Paul. Oh, hello, my name is Great Imagination. Don't put the crisps down. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah? All right, I'm just picking my teeth. <laughs> I'm <eating> my crisps. <laughs> Let's just do that. It's outrageous. You have more appetite when we're recording this podcast than you ever have any other time of day. I am stoned. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? Oh, God. All right. I mean, just did a section on sweets and candy <laughs> and crisps. Mate, this is the best part of my day. Okay. So, we are beginning with a Tales from the Dance Floor. Yes. So, I was there at the Discount Suit Company, a lovely boutique bar... Uh, not too far away from Liverpool Street Station, yes. where you play music to a, 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 a an intimate crowd. It's only got room for about sixty people or so in there, mm. so it's, it's a very tight fit. Intimate. Yes, great story. That wasn't so, the story. Oh, okay. It was your story? You were telling the story. No, see, I'm all done. I was just leading you up to the point okay, where so, you uh, interrupted. I'll take it from there then. Yes, Paul. shall I take over? I'll from throw it to you. Here you go. Catch. Ooh, thank you. Caught it. Ooh, but it's got a bit of dog shit on it. I'm miming smelling it. <laughs> doesn't make it any better a comedy conceit. That doesn't make it any better. All right, okay, sorry. Uh, anyway, as you can attest, Paul, next to the DJ booth, not really a booth, it's one part of the bar. Yeah. That's intimate. You're, you're DJing basically onto the bar, one side of the bar. Yes. On the wall, mounted next to where the decks are, there is an iPad in oh, a wall mount, yes. which they do their bookings on, and it also has Spotify when there's no DJ. Yeah. So it, it's a general purpose. And also, when when I'm DJing, what they like to do, Paul, is they put a nice picture up. You know, because no one wants to see your your apps. Spotify playlist or your, your or your wallpaper. It does not help with the... Uh, with the vibe. So there's photos, various photos of things. Yeah. Some of them are sort of tailor shop dummies and stuff to go in with the uh, discount suit company theme. Style. And one it's of conceit them... is that it's kind of got bits of things from sewing companies upon yeah. the walls and stuff. Because it is what was used to be called Petticoat Lane, that road. Oh, okay. And it was the centre of the rag trade in the East End. Oh, yeah. there you go. And so I decided to put up a photo... I choose to select a photo. Usually I select just the sign outside in a nice black and white arty shot. Mm. Uh, but this time I went for another one that I noticed, which is basically a close-up 
of the back of one of those chairs. Those oh, like a leather couch. Leather kind of bound chairs. If you think it's got all the little sphinxes where the buttons are. Yeah, the little crisscross. Rows bits. of sphincter yeah. buttons, sort of thing. That's how I describe it to someone. You know, yes. you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. And it was just a close up of that. Yeah, the upholstery, close up. It was leather. A, a close up shot of some upholstery, which yeah. filled the frame. Yeah. And it was there, and then there was these people at the end of the bar, and this, they were drinking, and they got a bit. Loose tongued, shall we say? And you're a bit gobby. And uh, this girl goes, we can't work it out. Where is that camera pointing?" And Paul, she'd thought that that the iPad was actually a like security camera, a security camera, and that there was a camera pointing at a sofa, and they could they were looking around for the sofa that it was pointing at. And she was uh, surprised when I said it was an iPad, and it was, it was just a picture, a, just a picture. Tales from the dark. <laughs> no. Now, Paul, I have an actual exciting. Well, do you know incident. the problem with that story? What? I was there when it happened, as you pointed out at the beginning of the story, and I do remember it being unamusing then. No, you said to in me, "In situ." Remember this for tales of the dance floor. Hey, hey, hey! You were like, think... hey, come on, Eli. Hey, hey, hey! You were pissed. No, I think what you misunderstood was the inflection. Where I was like, "Yeah, save that one for the tales on the dance floor." Hey. All right. Well, we did. Okay, and then we're out. That it. At least it didn't involve me saying no to someone's request. True. Okay, so. You got a better one. Oh, yeah. All right. This is like. Is this gold tier? This is the starring The Rock. Okay. Version. All this right. This is an action packed. It's all yours. Okay, so. I'm DJing. Yeah. Um, and I'm DJing, and it's the um, the second set in between the bands, which is where you have to get them, get them rocking. So is this at the Blues Kitchen, the then? Blues Kitchen, yes. Okay. You have to get them rocking. All the upbeat stuff, all the stuff they know. All the stuff they recognise yeah. from weddings and stuff. And so I'm playing that in the middle of it. Middle of my set, it's going okay, it's quite busy, you know. Yeah. Just doing my job. Yeah. Doing you doing what you do every weekend there. All of a sudden. Uh oh. Drippy drip drip. Drippy drippy drip drip on you. Drippy drip on me. Oh dear. And it drip drip and I'm like, oh god, it's a leak or something. As I'm looking up, it turns into like a stream. Basically, a solid, it's not even a drip. A solid it's trickle. A, it's a solid stream of, of, of whatever, water, mystery water. Mystery water. And it's coming down, starting to splash everything. And then it starts coming down in like three or four other places. Okay. And I'm, I go to, I'm trying to sort of call the sound guy. Like, yeah. I think, should I call him? I'm panicking, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's all starting to rain it's, in it's the fucking booth. It's a scary situation it's to be in. It's starting to rain in the booth. And uh, then the sound guy's there and I'm like, Costas, look, look. And it, because the stage is so dark, they've got this policy here over the years to keep it dark just for yeah. atmosphere. It's really dark up there. Yeah. And they're like, what? They can't see the water. They can't see it. And it's there. It's splashing all over this me. This is a thrilling story so and, far. And we're like, oh, oh, what should we do? What should we do? And we try and get some cloths and it's not stopping. Oh, and God. it's getting worse. It's coming out the front of the stage, not just over the DJ booth oh, now. Oh, shit. And it's like, fuck. And we're there for a minute. We're trying to move stuff out of the way, but it's like impossible. Yeah. yeah. And then... The record ends, and I have to sort of go. I have to change the record. I'm in the of, rain. Basically, I could have got electrocuted. Today. Yeah, and then that would have been funny. Wouldn't you know it? But it's weird. The owner of the whole group, not just that, yeah, that bar, but the guy who owns all of the the bars in the whole chain and other yeah. places, happens to be there. He's up on stage within minutes. What's wrong? I'm like, it's raining in the <laughs> And then the um, the mixer shorts. Oh no! Of course, because it's wet. And then we had to go rush and put the iPod on, and uh, it was broken, and it meant I didn't have to do my last set. The band came on; they managed to tape it up the the stage, and the band. What came was on. the cause of it? Someone upstairs in the party room left a tap on. Left a tap on in a sink that was blocked with tissue. 
Idiot. To that extent, it floods that much. It was kind of raining downstairs, you know. So, well, luckily it wasn't like a burst pipe which they couldn't stop. Yeah, which, yeah. Because the whole ceiling would have fallen in. That would have been eventually, a, wouldn't it? That would have been costly. Would have been extremely costly. But no, they got it, and it was all right in the end. But the mixer was uh, shorted, God. and they couldn't get a, another one in time. So it meant I didn't have to work as long, which was a bit. Did you get paid the same? Of course. Yeah, it was not my fault. No. I just wonder if they're going to get around that and just go, oh, well, you didn't do a whole set, so... No, they wouldn't seven. do that. They don't wouldn't know. do that. They wouldn't do that. You don't know. Um, you said before that the Blues Kitchen in Camden and Shore, this are crooked enterprise. No, I loud. never said that. And you said, you know, you said for that. them is because they're crooked and you can work money on the sly. So, I mean, that's how Paul, I... Well, cut, cut that bit. No, it's all said. true. There's not like true. you saying it's a criminal organisation. I never said it's not a criminal. I was bought out as a loss. I never said that. Yeah, that's what I think I remember you saying that. I think I remember you saying that. I'm denying... Yeah. Categorically, everything you're trying to imply and say. But I'm only repeating what you said. Out no, you're loud not repeating to me. anything that I said. I categorically deny that as well. Okay, well, I mean, fine. I mean, you change your mind now. And also, I, a lot of my records got sopping wet. So you're saying it's an insurance fraud thing? No, I got a sopping wet, and I had to bring them back here, take them out of their sopping wet thing. Because oh. what can happen to vinyl, Paul? When it gets wet, if you leave the wet card on. It can all sort of disintegrate and stick to it and ruin it. Ruin it forever. And also, it can, like, uh, warp it. If it it dries out. And you know the way cardboard dries out to form. Yeah, you have a right to be So I had to rush home. I wasn't pleased. No. I wasn't happy about it. No, I'm sure you weren't. You know? Oh, mate. Could have been killed. That's the only part of the story I didn't like. The fact that you didn't get massive electric shock. And also... Do you know how hard I would have laughed? You wouldn't have laughed. I would have gone, ha, ha, ha. And then you would have gone... Goodbye, cheap show. I can no longer do you. But who told the story? If you weren't here to tell it, you would have survived. Oh, well, I got a shock. You yeah. would have liked that. Well, yeah. maybe it would have been a better story. And it story. gave you a big white streak across your hair. Yeah, and then I could be a superhero. Yeah, at your power. Yeah. You can, I don't know, crossfade. <laughs> crossfader. Is that all your Tales from the Dance Floor? No, don't start to hurry me along. I'll have a Tales from the Dance Floor as long as I want. <laughs> okay. Is that it, though? Yeah, all right. That's it. I have a tales from the dance floor. Okay, so I was DJing, and uh, when you weren't DJing, I was DJing in this bar in Cambridge. You were not DJing in a bar in Cambridge. Yes, I was. Live and let live. It's called. I was doing some music there, playing my vinyl, my extensive collection of vinyl. Yeah, I did. I had. Why have you told me about this? Did I tell you everything? You're making it up. So I was playing some good Motown songs, and then this girl came. Name a song. Name a one song you played that's Motown. Uh, Chairman of the board. That is a different group who are not on Motown and it's not a song. Of, of, that, of that type. Diana Ross. Yeah, what song? Specifics, Paul. You cannot, because you are making this up. Okay, what, and a girl came up and she said, can I have Duran Duran? You went, yes, and then she noshed you <laughs> right off. Is that what happened? No, no. It was going to be. This girl comes up to me. She goes, oh, I like your face. And I was like, so? A lot of women like my face. And she goes, oh, can you play Fleetwood Mac? And um, Which song? Uh, the Chain. All right. And I said, all right, but it's a bit slow to get going. And then she goes, just play it. And she played it. You and played then it. I played it. And as she did, she did this gun as battle. you did. I, she, I, can you she, get the prepositions right? As I played okay. the song, she did this elaborate gun battle to the tune of she The Chain. She did an elaborate gun battle. Yeah, and shot what, all the baddies in the bar. She did a dance that was no, like a... she shot people with guns. She shot people with guns. 
in in the pub who are bad guys and now who are Paul, spies. I'm going to pass the ball back to you. Yeah. All right. You yeah. catch the ball. Yeah. Okay. And it's about keeping the game going. Uh, yeah. Which you're failing to do well, with this story. story. It's real. What happened at the end? Well, once once the f- song finished, all that stuff. And it was all excellent. And there was like slow mo as the camera whip panned around her and she f- threw guns in the air and katanas and stuff and she, chop chip chop and bang bang bang. And then the song ends and she turned around to me and went, "Sorry about the mess." Gave me a wink and walked out the door. Okay, so what's coming up next on Cheap Show? Because you've really killed that section for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you really have. Oh, oh next it's my platter. talking it's of time, DJ. It's time to do Eli Silverman's platter. It's time for the splatter platter. <coughs> right, let me end the clip now. <sighs> <laughs> Good. Good, good energy level, Paul. No, here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to delve once again into Silverman's platter and see what splatters on Silverman's platter. What's on the platter? I'm clapping using the platters. Very good. Shouldn't do that if you want your no. vinyl to stay in good shape. But these are two pieces of crap. Excellent. So that's what you get on the splatter platter sometimes. Novelty records, things I pick up in charity shops, Paul. Oddities, curios. Now, these are both relevant to recent episodes, one they more are. so. And I think we should start with uh, the Russ Abbott, okay? We're just going to go one last time back to the Russ Abbott party and uh, just discuss this one last track, we think. Now, this interested me because I we obviously covered on the Mikasa Sukasa the album. Having, yes. having a party? Is that yes. what it's called? Having a party. Now, interestingly, I realised that he'd released singles before. Um, that album in 84 as a different character it's one of his characters from the Madhouse as a kind of a you know a, a mod rocker yeah 50s character yeah and it was kind of like a spoof song about video games I'd and... love if you see that you've got it's to snap it's on YouTube I'll put the clip I'll put if a clip if you see on... the vinyl though Paul alright I mean you've got to snap it I'll up I'll put a clip me. of one of the songs on right now I think it's called like the Mean Big Green Mean Green Purple People Eater I think that's what the song's called yes I remember that anyway here's a clip of that piece of shit right now <laughs> The new single from Russ Abbott. What exactly is it called? Uh, the Space Invaders Meet the Purple People Eaters. We want to hear it, Russ. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> I was playing this game, see, down a local pub. When someone came up to me, you know, he'd give me a shove. He had, like, two long arms sticking out of his ears. You know, uh, I thought I must have had too many beers, you know. It was a short and brief thing, just like a space I've been there all night and I spent all my doubt and I still haven't got me on this second round. Yeah. I, ch- I looked at the pig, you know, I heard him say, What? You're a space invader? Blimey, it's a space invader. Ooh, looks strange to me. So it wasn't a massive hit, but it did do reasonably well. But anyway, he did a few songs like that. Obviously, we knew he started off in a band in a, as a drummer. We yes. saw his drumming on the Deso Clan. Yeah, clip. you were very impressed with his I drumming. Was. Anyway, 
He releases the album Atmosphere, uh, having a party, and the single well, off it is, of course, Atmosphere, which was must be the biggest hit of his career. Uh, good, and he gets one. And this, and I saw Atmosphere on seven in that's a charity interesting. shop on a seven-inch single, and it's on the Spirit Record Company Limited. Now that's a different label, I believe, from the Having a Party. Interesting. So I'm thinking this was probably put out before, yeah, as just a standalone single. Then, because of the success, they were approached by a record company, and um, isn't it EMI who did it? Because you know yeah, it's EMI, on EMI have a high. Uh, but this isn't they, EMI. They, this is Spirit. This looks like a much smaller label. But that's what I'm saying. Because EMI specialised in like party hit albums and things like that, yes. didn't they? Well, they, they just had a huge catalog. record label. I mean, they're huge. But they they made a lot of money on compilation albums and kind of party albums and things. But like that. But were EMI even still to no EMI recently in the 2000s? They actually disappeared, didn't they? I don't know. Yes, that kind of that's stuff, what happened. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people, uh, yeah, got dropped. A lot of bands. Yeah, there's a big purge. EMI uh, closed down. So but spirit, this is on yeah. Spirit, so I think probably. And the other thing that makes me think this came before the album, and then the album came after the success of this single, yeah. is the fact that the B-side is a song that does not appear on the album. Uh, but is it written by... Is it an original, Sid? It's Abbott. a Russ Abbott original. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it is called Thoughts of a Child. You see, interesting. Thoughts of a Child. Now... When we first listened to it, I didn't remember what the title was. It's a very nondescript chart, uh, title. It doesn't really poke it poke out at you. you know? The song is fundamentally about what we presume as a father figure looking at his daughter and going, how does your crazy mind work? Yes, she's acting it's... in her own head as an th- yes. actress and a performer with imaginary friends and things. But he's singing it in that kind of love song, croony kind of way, as if he's talking to a lover, it's which all... is slightly... It's Icky. that cocktail lounge seventies crooner pub singing, yeah. but his voice is it's weak. Yeah, it's like that, but that's too good. Yeah, but he's even worse. Now that you're mine. So we didn't when we first listened to it, Paul. We didn't really pick up on the fact that it's called Thoughts of a Child. No, we thought it was and then kind we of were romantic. just sort of it sounds like a love song. And then at the end, he clearly says He pulls an M like Shyamalan <laughs> and he goes, Because you're only four. And then you go, Huh? What? What? Pardon? You're only four? And it just gives it a weird thing because he's like. But the seventies had a weird habit of doing songs like that. Like we discussed, I think, with uh, Save Your Kisses for Me by Fella, Fella Brotherhood of Man. Brotherhood of Man. Yeah. So the whole song is save us a kiss don't do it to anyone else save us a kiss yeah, save your kiss and then at the end me. he goes you're three because you're three <laughs> I was like hey so who's singing I thought it was a song about a guy going away yes. missing his love now come back don't slag about but it is mine. there is a tradition in songs certain songs where they kind of well it comes from uh, Chuck Berry's Memphis Tennessee what we should do right now which is wait is actually play the clip I'm going to play the clip we haven't done that yet now Needs a crowd, a suit that's loud to raise a smile. Your little dance, a cheeky glance, you're just a child. You're in a world of make believe, are things you hope you can achieve. You'll get your applause, take a tour of your mind. Find the space in between is only a dream. I can't. 
like to unwind the thoughts in your mind. You play your game. So that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So this whole revealing the object of the song to be a child thing was started in Chuck Berry's Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Operator, please give me. Yeah, yeah. He's calling someone, and you assume it's a lover. Yeah. But then at the end, in the last verse, he says she is only six years old, and it changes the whole complexion of the song in a in a brilliant way. It yeah. changes the meaning. It has a literary quality to it. Yeah, uh, it's really good because you see the whole meaning of the song through a different prism, and you realise he's been estranged from his daughter. Yeah, and it's like, and it's a it's cool clever. father. It's very clever, beautiful song. Plaintive. This doesn't have that kind of magic no, to it. No, because when it? he does the reveal at the end by saying. By you know, you're only four. It's like he's saying, "By the way, in case you're listening, it's definitely a four-year-old girl." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Making it very apparent now. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's not, not great. But they... I think Ross Abbott must have, if not consciously, he must have been aware of Memphis, Tennessee, in the way that he does that there. Maybe I don't it, know, but it's a strange because Brotherhood of Man do that as well. So there must be other songs where they reveal the person to be a child at the end. Uh, I was fucking this girl no, in no. a nightclub. Yeah. No. In a nightclub. Well, club. the Beatles read like she was only 16 or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, she there was, was only lots 17. of like sweet 16s and all that kind of... You're becoming a woman songs of that 50s and 60s There was. Movement. It all seems... Neil Diamond and through stuff. Through the whole uh, prism of today's... Joe, uh, who's Sadaka? What's his name? Neil Sadaka. Neil Sadaka did a lot of those kind of cheese pop yeah, songs. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, teenage love songs, aren't yeah. they? I mean, yeah. So, imagine how did they Ross Abbott pitch that? So, Russ, what's this song about for your B-side? You know, what have you got? I just don't think they care. And Russ was just like, it's about this song, It's about this dad who's really obsessed with his daughter. Like, he's fascinated by just watching his daughter. And he watches her play and thinks about her a lot. And he's just really obsessed with his daughter. <laughs> I know, it doesn't And then he was like, all right, all right, Russ. And don't worry, I tell him that she's four. Brilliant. At the end. And also the the thoughts that he ascribes to her are kind of a bit sort of cod... I mean, sod- he's really obsessed with his daughter. All right, Paul, yeah. Cod philosophy. Are you going to fucking start slandering Abbott as well now? No. Is Abbott a bad person like Edmunds? No, he's lovely. Yes, so let's not slander... Let's not- Don't give me that look. Um, musically speaking, though, what are we going to say? <sighs> it's, it's dreary. Not it's really bad. It's a slum that's sl- like it's actually not as slumps. even it slumps. It slumps. It slouches it's like it, around. It drags its feet. Doesn't even slouch. Slouch would be sexy. It, it, it drags its, its feet. It's, it's like it, uh, yeah. it's badly fitting shoes. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. He's trying to croon. He's trying to be obviously. Uh, Atmosphere is a much better tune, and so all the cover versions on the album are actually better than that as well, aren't they? But I would say that's well better produced than what turned up on the album. Really? B side sounds like an app, like it wasn't done on a. Con- it doesn't have that really. It doesn't have that really cheesy shit. keyboard yeah. shit. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's just a terrible song though. So out of five platters, I'll go for two platters. It's not interesting. One point five platters. It's not interesting as a novelty song. Uh, musically, it's got fuck all going for it's it. It's lost in the wilderness. So what's next on the hit list? Uh, we've got a little uh, truncated platter session today. Only two items, Paul. Let's go straight to it. It's your favourite person. Why? Who could that be? This is record Dan is on RCA. Is it Stephen Fry? Why? Perhaps it's Robert Downey Jr. I just don't know. Well, he's... Uh... What? You're going to slander him now, are no, you? I'm not going to slander anyone. What, I'll slander what, you. How about what, this? What, 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 You're what, shit. What? You lie about stuff. 
<laughs> what have I lied about? Just stuff. If anything, I'm very open. That, well, look, Paul, we all know that the tales from the dance floor you tried to contribute at the end where, what, some girl comes along, asks for the Fleetwood Mac and then shoots the place up. It's like something out of Kingsman. Are you eating again? Popping candy. This is Noel Edmonds introduces record year and the day they remembered. Quotes. The day they remembered. So it's Edmonds introducing a song in a very strange way. Let's just play it right now and then come back to it. Okay. Hello, this is Noel Edmonds. The other side of this record is a message to you on your special day. I've been asked to send it to you by someone who cares about you. And I'm only too happy to do so because special days are worth remembering. Enclosed with this record is a special days poster. It's a good idea to pin it up and use it to keep a note of other people's special days. You know, birthdays, anniversaries, Mother's Day, Father's Day, St Valentine's Day, and that sort of thing. That way you can be sure you don't forget any special days either. After all, it's as satisfying to post off your special day greetings as it is to receive them. Anyway, I hope you like the record, and I hope you like this too. Doesn't matter where they are or what they need to say. They can say it all in so many ways. If he's far from you and he feels a little low, just to send a card and let you know that you're the one he's missing, or it's they who really care. Enough to let you know that they're sad because you're not. sounds like it's an advert for something it's an advert or a promotional thing it sounds like it's hallmark or something like that doesn't it because the the impression you get is we are a business that sells cards or wants you to remember all the red letter days of the year like father's day mother's day birthdays anniversaries weddings is that what a red letter day is i think so no shut up (laughs) it's not shut it red letter day doesn't mean that what does it mean then smarty dick a red letter day is like an an anomalous day or a day i'm gonna have to look it up because you are you are playing hard and fast with Why the traditions of our language. Why you do that? I'll explain that the song seems to be a promotional thing for people to buy cards from their brands. Special Days or something, maybe the place is called. And Noel Edmonds has done a, Hi, I'm a disingenuous, humanless, emotionless monster. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying this with no human emotion at all. But he's trying to sort of I'm put little pauses. He's I'm trying to put little emotion. pauses, little actively pauses. Like he goes, you know. Yeah. Doesn't he? Like you know, it's little, meant to be conversational. He sounds dead inside. Signs, he doesn't want to be there, but he's getting a nice big paycheck. It's a terrible, from it. cynical bit of voiceover and by Edmonds. And it, 
it, what, what was he saying? He was saying stuff like, this is a special message for you to say, well done on remembering a thing. Yeah. And it's special remembering day. And then and the then song is literally about don't just forget birthdays. You can send any kind of special day because it's so easy to fall out of touch. Yeah. Don't neglect your children. Send them cards every day or you're a bad, bad person. And you kids. Fucking send some cards. Any excuses, all right? Just buy some cards. That's what it's saying, isn't it? Yeah. So what been the purpose for it then? Was it one of these... Because on the B-side... for cards. You've got... On the B-side, side, you've got Cavatina by John Williams, which, which is... Which is just a classic classical gas kind of guitar no, thing. No, it's the theme from... Uh, well, it's also the theme f- was from used Deer in Hunter. Deer Hunter. Which is a bit weird. It's a bit incongruous. On one side, you've got Remember well, All Deer the Hunter is about the veterans coming home, so yeah. it kind of fits in with the theme, you know. So is it rem- reminding you to remember the, the, the war veterans? Yes. We'll send them a letter or something. You don't but think it does have are... that kind of feel to it, because it says... Um, was it the a day they remembered. But was it a big hit, uh, that song by John Williams? Cavatina was a very big hit on the sort of easy listening scene. I so think. maybe yes. it was like a big hit outside of it being part of a film as well. Could be. Like people bought it and played it at weddings. You know what I mean? Could you can be. Imagine. It's hard to say, but this is 1980, which I believe is the exact... Uh, no, Cavatina, it says 1971. Yeah. Oh, so. no, that was way before The Deer Hunter. Okay. It was. So there you go. They've obviously just used that as part of the theme and the song was a success beforehand. Probably remembered quite romantically by They just by slapped couples. it on the back of this advert, basically. One side is Noel Edmonds giving a terrible introduction to an advert song for It would be like getting a CD now with a bit of an intro and then the next track is Toxic by Britney Spears. Exactly. You know, it's kind of like, here's a big hit and here's something we've tossed yeah. off. Yeah. Now, I do like these kind of records, these yeah. promos, and I do have that one which is literally just sort of um, a... Seven inch single that acts as a flyer for a party. That was interesting, which is from the early 2000s. And it just says, Come to the party. That's when you play it. That's nice. I like things like that. Records that have different. Do you know that website um, on YouTube, the channel on YouTube? I can forget the name of, but I'll put a link on our webpage um, that play all the bad vinyls. Yes. And he's got those. Um, Hits Magazine Christmas album where basically they've managed to get five seconds of interview from Pet Shop Boys or Erasure. It's Flexi Disc. Johnny Cage Jazz. Yeah, Yeah, it's on Flexi Disc, but it's like them saying, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. I'm going over there to the party. So everyone pretends they're at this one party. Oh, right. But they're all cordoned months apart when they look to Christmas. They're all cornered. It's sort of like some It's like madness. Ho, ho, weh, woo, whack boing. Hello. Glad you could make it. Happy Christmas. Welcome to the Smash Hits party. Dump your coat, grab a mince pie. You want pop stars? They're all here. Over in the left-hand corner. Duran Duran. One, two, one, two, three, for cookie. Good when Sir Slesler tat on the feast of Stephen. When the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even. Brightly shone the, brightly shone the, brightly shone the, brightly shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel. Hi, I'm Simon. And from me, Roger, John, Nick and Andy, that's Duran Duran, we'd all like to wish you a very Merry Christmas! Well, someone's enjoying themselves anyway, but who's that over there sitting down writing a letter? Hello, Santa. This is Adam. Of course it is. When you come down the chimney, be careful, because by the glass of milk there's the old uh, bear trap. That's just a little bit of a joke. If you get past and get the note, I'd like a train set, yeah, I'd like a bucket and spade. I'd like a bike. I'd like uh, three quarters of a million pound, please, in a Swiss bank account. And uh, I'd also like the tweet's greatest hit. Could be arranged. I wonder what Bananarama wants. Hello, everyone. This is Siobhan wishing you a happy Christmas. Please send me a pound. And a happy Christmas from Sarah. 
And please send me Al Pacino and six poodles. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Karen, and what I'd really love this Christmas is to sit round a table with John Denver and share a bowl of figgy pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't eat all that trifle. Leave a little for the fun boy three. I like anyway, all that stuff. So that's to me, is an interesting piece. I think it's called Vinyl Hell. Yes. But I will put a link in on the YouTube page, on, on our uh, webpage. Now, you spotted this record, this Noel Edmonds introduces... There's a uh, few of them in Cambridge. ...the day they remembered before, and you said it was too badly scratched to buy. Now, I, I think it might be the same, because is that the, the scratch you saw that you thought I was too know. bad? I don't know. I did see it in a number of stores, and I thought all of them were in bad condition, but actually that one doesn't look too bad. The one I saw had a definite like slash. It was a across. gouge the whole way. It just it? felt like a massive hard smudge across it. Okay. That's always going to be bad. Now... That's the thing, though. It's not an exact science with uh, vinyl condition. No. The vinyl can look terrible, can look all scratched up to shit and play extremely well. Yeah. And then a, a vinyl can look perfect and be very crackly all the way through. <laughs> you can't <laughs> tell, <laughs> can you? Very crackly. You can't tell. I don't know. It's part of the magic of collecting Is vinyl. It? Yes. So we've got to give a score to that. It's a terrible song. It's very annoying, lazy Pointless. writing. And just, it's basically a list of like different kinds of days where you could remember to buy a card and send it to someone. So it's a passive aggressive reminder yeah. wrapped up in this awful pop tune. And his voiceover has that kind of passive aggressive sort don't of vibe. Don't be a dick to, and send yeah. the card. You someone know. sent you we this. We all like remember. to be nice, don't we? And you should be nice. You or else should we're, nice. we're going to exercise you from fucking society and we well, won't speak I'll to you. We'll exercise you. We'll yeah. exercise our. Oh, right to party. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Why don't you shut up, Paul? Why don't you shut up? Why has it all got aggressive again, you fucking cunt? I went, a, I went too far, mate. Went too I went far. too far there. I'm sorry. Let me shake you by the hand. No, I don't want shaky handies. Let me walk. No shake. Don't walk you towards it. I want to make it up to you. I've done you wrong. I've dropped something. Oh, Paul. It's all right. It's fine. I've got it. So, what are you going to rate that out of I'd five? I'd only give it one. It's very poor. The song's very annoying. Noel is very annoying. He could set off a. Uh, uh, a Noel episode in you. It's lucky you shaved the beard off because the wear the Noel might have come out and you might have started presenting better. presenting daytime TV no, around the it's, house. It's nice to feel emotions again. It's nice to be genuine again. It's nice to, you know, not feel like Lloyd's bank is against you personally <laughs> and you have or to start a radio were... station up just to deal with that. Or that you practically murdered someone through your criminal negligence. Well, um, that's all cutting. conjecture and <laughs> we really need to make sure we say allegedly with that. Because, you know, otherwise, oh, our little podcast becomes crushed under the might. Noel Edmonds will start a radio station up just to, <laughs> to attack us. That would be brilliant. It would be Imagine amazing. how amazing that would be. It would be great. We should start would... a radio station. With, where we... This is it. It is. It's becoming the Noel Edmonds We Hate You show. Yeah, it is. But we don't hate him, don't we? I hate him. I wish he'd come and nuzzle my window. Noel Edmonds, nuzzle your window. Oh, it'd be so great. It'd be scary because he'd yeah. have to levitate up here, but... Just like what? <laughs> Salem's Lot? Yeah. Like with a vampire in the window. That would be scary, but just slightly he would have a sexual frisson for me. Mm, that's interesting. That's a lot of complicated discussions to have. Now, I'm still on the out lookout. So, Noel, if you are listening and he samples what we say to use on his radio station as evidence against us, I genuinely believe that Noel Edmonds is a world-class nonce. And I've got evidence to really? prove that Noel Edmonds is the ringleader of a massive nonce ring. Paul, I don't think you should say that. All right, then he isn't. Okay. He's just a heartless cyborg. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so there you go. Yay! Platters. 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 
So, it's the pot you've been looking forward to for a while, isn't it, Mr. Uh, Silverman? I'm going to get my noodle on. Uh... We're going to go in, once again into Eli's Country Noodle Kitchen for some... Uh, what, what kind of noodles are we facing today? We're looking at pot noodles, but not pot noodles. Oh! Cup noodles, for want of a better word. Not cup, not pot, but cup. Not c- c- pot, but cup. Not pot, but cup. Yes. Uh, we have... Yes. The original... Cup noodle of all time. Oh, what's that then? Nissen. Nissen. I ain't nissen you at all. Nissen you. <laughs> right. Since you've been gone. Good, good, Paul. Very good. And um, right. we also have this one, a Geffen, which I believe was in the Jewish food section. So I think okay. it might be a sort of um, Jewish style. A kosher kind of noodle? Kosher style, because they are into their um, their clear chicken broth noodle soup. Okay. All right. They More brothy like, than just kind of stir-fry. They do like that. And also Jews, especially in America, seem to have a fetish for Chinese food. I mean, don't even notice I that. I don't, yeah. that's, that's it's a, a big thing. thing. That's an interesting stereotype they, they, put out there. They um, they famously go and eat Chinese food um, as a sort of tradition on Christmas Day. Really? Yeah. If you're uh, a Jewish person, you listen to this, and you live in America, and you do that on Christmas Day, and you want to email us, no. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's. Good. I'm hoping that might have some kind of Jewish flavour. I don't know what that means, but yeah. I don't know, sort of, you know. But you'll maybe know when you taste it. Yes. Right, and so. then, um, so we've got a Nissin one, which is uh, tonkotsu pork flavour. Classic. And then the third, uh, yeah. we've got the Geffen, this is just chicken flavour. And then we have a Kabutsu Ooh. noodle, which is a British brand, came out very recently, and it's all a bit racist and gimmicky. Their, Why? Their whole... Because I'll... I mean, I'll go into bit more detail, but it says, stir the noodles, samurai. Oh, I think I've read this. Yeah. Like, do some kung fu and eat a noodle. After you meditate. It's like kung fu. Yeah, it seems to be sort of... What's the call? Cultural appropriation. It's a bit cultural appropriation, but also kind of mocking a stereotype of... Very hipstery, bullshit knowing... Oh. Sort of, it's trying to sort of be all sort of kung oh, fu movie. I'm an old man now, and I don't like it. And um, I think also because they're kind of saying, "Oh, samurai, that's Japanese." Yeah. And then this flavor is just like sort of, it doesn't have an actual dish flavor. It just says, "I oh, chicken with with coconut and some spices." You and know, shit. it's like it's not any sort of identifiable Japanese. So they're just sort of going, "Oh, it's kind of just Eastern, isn't it?" Oh, it's like kung fu and like funny mustaches and. Anyway, we'll see how it tastes, Paul. But we it is on the, on the kind of pricey side, two pounds. Interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. Let's sh- should we go on location into the my noodle country kitchen? Yes. And prepare these pot noodles for nom times and have a nom nom time party mouth woo woo. Sounds like a really dodgy website. <laughs> <laughs> it is, Paul. It really is. So here we are now in Eli's country noodle kitchen once again for a new. Put the kettle on when I started doing that. Very clever. Oh, fuck off. Sorry? I said, fuck off. You said, fuck off. Right, Paul. What am I meant to do in the noodle kitchen? How am I meant to prepare these noodles if I'm not going to boil the water? Intro. Intro. Then we press power. Monkey understand now? (laughs) Shut up. Monkey good now. Monkey. Don't stop calling me a monkey. I will fucking... What? I'll throw my shit at you. (laughs) Right. Like a that, I, that was the joke, like a monkey. Yeah. Gets its bum out. So yeah, there's a lot. It doesn't get its bum out. We're, they don't wear trousers. Gets its bum and presents it. Present my bum. Yeah. 
Anyway, so what are we dealing with today in Eli's Country Noodle Kitchen? On this special Country Noodle Edition episode of A Cheap Eats within Cheap Show, the show that you and I presume <laughs> present. Paul, we're doing looking. Are we probably with words today? Are we, sir? No, we're looking at some cup noodles. I've got three examples of cup noodles here. Now, I'm very excited. Which what order are we doing them in? Uh, we will. Let's start with the geffen, which uh, is was in the Jewish food section. Oh As yes, I you've said, mentioned that. Yes, next section, but it's got no MSG, which is something. Imitation chicken flavour, it says, but it's it's actually manufactured in Singapore, and there's been a problem with the translation because you look at the kettle method of doing it. It says, open cup and remove packets. Add boiling water to the fill line. Okay, but one of these packets you'll notice here. Describe what you see there, Paul. Uh, like dry chilies and. Sauce, uh, condiments. Vegetables. Yes, yeah. dried vegetables. Okay. Now that isn't going to have a chance to rehydrate if you add it at the end. You need to be adding that when you put the hot, hot water on, and they haven't specified that, which suggests to me that was a bad translation. Why do you look so happy and smug explaining that? <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I like these little details about things. Yeah, it's a bad translation. So it's obviously he's not selling it to me. But one thing that the that the Gavin noodle what? Hang on. It. It's a spork. It has a spork included, Paul. Spork. spork. Look at this elegant little spork. I'm simple. Spork. Simple, Cash. though. You know, simple enough. And then there's a spork there. So you can eat the noodle with your spork. So I'm going to... So all in one. Now, how much did that cost? That was... Um, I think that was the cheapest. That was about 75 And that's not too bad, because then you get two different packages and a spork. Sachets. And a spork, yes. Now, look at this. This is a thing, an absolute beauty. Now, yeah. moving on to our second item. It is Cup Noodles, which is the original brand of these type of foods, Paul, by the wow. company. And in fact, they are very proud of their heritage. Over at- <laughs> Don't get angry at me about it. Angry. They are very proud of their heritage. Look at this beautifully presented noodle, Paul. I think you'll agree. Look at the little drawings. They've got all of these things. You've got a robot. You've got some bullet trains. You've got an, a sort of samurai monster thing like out of Brazil. Like all the Westerners think Japan is like this and full of all these things. A pig taking a shit. He's taking a piggyback no, off someone. Back from a samurai. There's a bus there. There's a sumo wrestler and a sort of uh, beautiful geisha woman and a, and a teapot. But it is quite nicely presented. But nice colour scheme. There's a little cat up there waving. It's almost like... Uh, a it's almost as if a bunch of Westerners sat down and went, how do we sell this, uh, you know, based on what they think of the Japanese? So yeah, let's put everything they think Japan is. It has is. a sort of Japanese style to it as well. It doesn't... We'll be moving on to the Kabuto, which is a which is what I think you're looking at more. Okay. A kind of This is an actual Japanese company, of course, Nissan. Oh, of course. And they are very proud. So I like that. And also look at this textured pot it's got. You feel the dimples on the textured pot. Now, have you come across something like that before? I don't know. Have you come no, across no, something like that before? No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, we will not have spunk talk in the fucking country kitchen of noodles, okay? <laughs> okay. You potty mouth bastard, move. All right. Move your priorities. Check your privilege, yeah? Okay. I've been told. There's a lovely texture on that, and uh, I really like the artwork. And it has new Cup Noodles originator story on the Ooh. side. They really know. They know that they are the original, and they tell you the story here. Shall I read this out to you, Paul? Please do. Peace will come to the world when there is enough food. That's a quote from Momofuku Ando, the founder of Nissan Foods, and I should say the inventor of the instant noodle. 
<laughs> Momofuku Andu, founder of Nissan Foods, had a dream. Is this long, by the way? No. You ready? Yeah. Fucking hell. You've taken a shit. Okay, do you have to hustle me in my own fucking noodle kitchen? Do I hustle you to drink dog beer? You cunt. Momofuku Ando, founder of Nissan Foods, had a dream. Not one of your best moments on the show, that I'll be honest with you. If only we could create ramen that can be quickly prepared with just hot water and eaten at home. So how was it done beforehand? Why was it such a long process? Well, because you have to put the flour together, cut the noodles. Oh, from scratch. Dry them out. And also they take, they're similar to pasta. They would have taken at least 10 minutes to cook. So this is basically like very, very early convenience food. It's the earliest. And I think he was involved as well in the development of MSG, which is less uh, popular, which is more controversial. But from a small shed built behind his house, Ando invented the world's first instant noodles in 1958. And in 71, the first pot type cup noodles. Like I said, this is the first of these. Uh, The dried noodles and ingredients miraculously rehydrate to a tasty, warm and hearty meal. Enjoy Nissen's cup noodles as a meal snack. Or even on the go, Paul. You can even have this on the go because you've got the... On the train? I can easily imagine having that if I had a flask full of hot water and maybe I poured the hot flask water into the uh, cup noodle on my train seat. you could just put it and then you could walk out the door, put it in your coffee holder in your car, couldn't you? I think That is also true. Yes, I could put it in a thermos. A thermos. Um, But I have to say, as a, a lover of noodles and instant noodles, Paul, that is really pushing my buttons. I love that. Yeah. I love that product. Now, less so... Is our third today. This is Kabuto rice noodles. Now, the whole symbol is sort of a samurai-esque. It's a samurai, but in a kind of cartoony way. Cartoony samurai, a bit like the way that Kung Fu Panda is sort of. Yes. Uh, So it's got this ingenuineness already, doesn't it? It's kind of an emoji feel. Yeah, but do you know when you look back at the cup noodles, the Nissan, that actually has a sort of I don't know. Conjures things. It has an all, almost otaku sort of, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vibe to it. The sort of nerdy Japanese. It captures something of that kind of culture. Whereas this is just sort of a cartoon version. That's obviously. It's just. A, I don't like the design. No, it's a and bit plain. This. Talk about wanky, terrible, fucking copy on the side of cute products. You know, like innocent drinks and shit. Yeah. Listen to this. Listen to what they say. To I'm listening. Oh, am I listening? Well, they say, first, Kabuto noodles are a delicious combination of authentic Asian flavours. Where? What? All Asian flavours? Cuts. And quality ingredients prepared with the skill, dedication and discipline of a samurai warrior. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? I get it. Samurai warrior was a fucking, like this whole class of people in, in ancient Japan. What has it got to do with noodles? What I think happened is that when they were writing the copy in the back of this, they had a checklist of all the words that they associate with Japan and Asian culture yeah. on a wall and you had lazy. to tick them all off so exactly. it's like oh how do I get warrior in oh they're yeah, kind yeah. of precise aren't they so let's let's do that it, it gets worse believe me how then it has a quote if you are far from the noodle make him believe you are near who's that from it's like men to be cod Confucius isn't it sort of like or zen master confusing more like yeah. step one remove lid and fill the ridge inside the pot with boiling water replace lid loosely yeah, confusing wasn't a good game. Three to four minutes, opportunity to meditate or practice your karate. Oh, you see? You know, yeah. fucking ladling it on, you cunts. Fuck off. I just want a noodle. I don't want to be reminded of your fucking, frankly, sort of racist stereotyping of the whole of Asia. I know. Do you know what I mean? I know. Step two, 
Stir well, leave one minute, then enjoy noodles or soup straight from the pot or poured into a bowl, if no bowl available. And see, it's doing that thing where they miss out the words to sound more like Chinesey. Yeah, if That's, no bowl available. Yeah. yeah, if no bowl available, try upside down helmet. Meaning the samurai helmet from the... But you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's not... Remember to stir well, samurai, for true goodness lies beneath. I hate your campaign, Kabuto. I don't like its tone. And I think I'm going to hate your noodle as well. well Have you had it before? No. That's why I was I, I was keen Curious. to try these, because they are been rolled out nationally. Yeah. And they had a sort of... Now, I've actually had those. And what did you think? I'll, can I reserve until you've said? Okay. Well, let's get preparing. I mean, the answer's the shit, all, but... All three of these have a different preparation method but again the cup noodles has a classic and i love it because they've even built into the design the line where you are meant to peel the lid yeah. halfway back yeah and then you reattach Great to stuff. let it cook so shall we get that kettle on now? let's get the kettle going paul okay the kettle has now boiled kettle's boiled and i'm going to first uh, administer the water to the geffen noodle soup now you'll see the geffen noodle soup has uh, a very high fill line there because they're very soupy. I think it's going to be the most soupy of the three. So I'm going to fill that. It looks soupy on the uh, box. Well, cup, well, bowl. Look how high. Look how much. Hello. I'm going all the way up to the lid there. Now, if you'll notice in contrast, our fucking beautiful Nissan Tonkotsu, the fill line's almost below the actual material in there. Mm. You can see. So that's going to be, I think, a thicker, more satisfying. I'm filling to the line there. And no vegetable pack separate there. It's all... It's all, all been built in, and I'm closing the lid, and then we go into the kabuto, which I have to say it looks kind of impressive. We've got the rice noodles, good curry sort of smell. What kind of noodle is that? It looks different. It's a flat rice noodle, yeah. Okay. So it's not a ramen style noodle like the other two. It's a flat rice noodle. Kabuto have going for them, but again, it just seems like a hodgepodge of different ideas Asian and... ideas. Yeah. Um, let me just check what it says because it put me off with their stupid smarmy. Meditate and do karate. Side, a rice dish noodle with chicken, coconut, chili, and lime. Yes, but I'm just looking at how to prepare it. Oh. Fill, it just says fill. Fill to ridge. Oh, yeah. And again, this has a very high one, doesn't it? Look, it's all the way up there. So this is going to be very soupy as well. And I'm just loosely, as it says, putting the lid back on. Now we have to wait, Paul. How long do we wait? How long? Well, for this one, the Geffen. The Geffen is two minutes, and then we stir well and wait another two minutes. That's going to be the longest. The cartoon characters, who are like dancing girls on the side of the uh, Nissen pot, are saying, close the lid, wait three minutes, and then you stir, and then you're done. So we just, that's... Okay. And then the Kabuto, if we can get past the cutesy, fucking stupid, ra racist language, <sighs> you have to wait three or four minutes. Then... Stir well and leave for a minute. It's, you see? So, four minutes, three minutes, four minutes, basically. Yes. What do you want to do in four minutes? Uh, I'll mention that other noodle. Oh, that yeah. Okay, that's a great idea. Okay. This I picked up today. Maggie. Now, Maggie are a Swiss conglomerate, and they do aromatic flavour liquid, which seems to be big in that part of the world, Indochina and stuff. It's just pure umami sauce. Similar to soy sauce, but it's pure umami sauce. So that's what I knew them for. And I've known their noodles as well. They did, But you don't see them very often. And this is a classic chow mein. And you can see, uh, it's a stir-fried style noodle. And you can see they are actually making a sort of feature of my three-pack rule. Because it says, 
contains noodles plus veggies, spices, and sunflower oil. The oil. Nice. It's got the three pack. You know you're good. Do you know what I mean? See the voice I'm doing? Does it sound like I'm enthusiastic about what's going on yes. right now? That's all I need to know. All right, good. So that is. Because I'm not enthusiastic know, about this section. Paul, this is a Maggie Fusian. It's very little comedy, though, in That's this it, section Turner. where it's just you talking about your noodles that you like, and then I get to watch you eat like a pig as you slurp noodles You're into your. You're going to taste these noodles. This is cheap eats. We're both going to taste these. All and right. Last time we did this, you ended up scoffing the whole thing. So that, it was that, nice. Yeah. All right. That was good. It's just a bit dry. Can you do any jokes to pad it up? No. Any jokes? Do a bit of stand-up. I'm not doing a bit of my stand-up. Yeah, they say about life, don't they? What do they say about life, Paul? It's sex, drugs and rock and roll. Oh, God. Oh. Well, my life... Don't do my material. My life... Drugs. Drugs? Maybe have a wank. That was good. It worked. It worked at the time, Paul. And you're just a dick. Right. So that smoking ban that the smoking ban that came in recently uh, a week ago a couple of months uh, years and when the smoking ban came in uh, 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 they were going out for a little smirk weren't they little thing that came up you can't even remember it well enough to do it. well you go outside and, uh, you have a smoke and a flirt a smirk Ooh. I just wonder when the smissing I'm started stab you with a fork in the eye I'll be glad when you've gone back to Cambro my friend oh that's not nice. Cold, cold cane, bro. <laughs> yeah? Here's a fork for you. Freshly laundered this fork for you. So, what? You got a Jew list, have you? With, with all the Jew names on. Is that what you, is that what you got? Is that what you got a fucking Jew funny, joke? Paul. Which, admittedly, is something you say to a prospective employer. Hey, oh, pull back reveal, ladies and gentlemen. I, I that was a. That bit. What? I dropped that bit. For what? Because it wasn't working. If you want to see Eagle Eye stand up, I think it's on YouTube. Story. You don't even have anything. I can't even remember your stand up. That's why, you know, it it was important. You were shit. (laughs) (laughs) You started this. The thing is, I know I was shit. You you think you were good. The the, the job at hand, please, here. I wouldn't mind having a job at my hand right now. Uh, Look, what do you think of the look of the Geffen? Very soupy, very brothy. It's a very brothy noodle. I think that's going to be the worst. It's going to be standard, I think. It's the cheapest. How long has it been? Hang on. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. We've got one more minute. For what? For all of it. So that's been three minutes? Uh, yeah. Okay, so this is ready to go. Give it a stir. Oh, look at that quality on the Nissin. Why is it better? You can see all the vegetables have rehydrated. The noodle is a finer. It's a fine noodle. Have you added the bits and bobs to the other cup yet? The first one? Yep. So you've added the oil and you've added the... No, no, there's Chili. no oil in any of these. That's you're thinking of this. Oh, the what are those two packages? Chilies and what was in that one? The dust. Only one, only one of these three has actual packets, and they had the dust and the dehydrated vegetables, which they erroneously told you to put on at the end when they wouldn't rehydrate. But that's all in now, anyway. It's all in. I've done it correctly. Now for the uh, kabuto. Oh, looks like toilet water. It fucking does. But what do you think of the rice noodle? Well, again, again, fine. Now that's going to stand for another minute. Oh, I've given that a good stir. Let's stand for another minute. So let's go. I mean, my toaster hates me. <laughs> that was an obscure one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, oh. Uh, so we're going to go straight in. Is that one ready now? The yes. Geffen noodle soup is now ready. It's I mean, it says noodle the, soup. Yeah. I'm just going to taste a bit of the broth. <laughs> Gross. What do you think of the broth? I like it. 
In what way? It's very salty. <laughs> Such a child. And now for the noodle. I taste the noodle. Oh, don't spit on me. That's very nice. Very plain. Very standard. Can Go I ahead. try? Go ahead. What's your broth broth saying? Broth's fine. It's nice, kind of simple, chickeny. Yeah, it's normal. It's comforting. Yeah, it's not. It's not unpleasant, is it? Now you've got the noodles there. Mm. Now, in real life, you'd want to pimp that, wouldn't you, really? In real life, you'd pimp the fuck out of that. As it stands, it's a good base it's noodle. It's fine. It, it doesn't have much, but yeah, it'd be fine. But it's very simple. Now, moving on to the Nissin Tonkotsu, which is uh, pork. Are you going to rate that now or at the end? I'll take, rate it at the end. Which has got a lot more going on. The broth is a lot thicker. It's got a much more... Uh, it's actually got bits of rehydrated pork in there. Yeah. Can you believe that? I'm just going to... Oh, it says, it says pork. pork taste. It actually has a pork taste. Well, that's good. And I'm just going to have some broth. I'm impressed. I have to say. Really? Yes, because it's like tonkotsu is a sort of thick yeah. pork broth. Yeah, very almost gelatinous. That's it. And they've gone for that and they've kind of replicated it quite well there. Oh. It has got a Not as thick, mouthfeel. but you've got the same mouthfeel. Real mouthfeel. And I'm going to go in and have some of these noodles. I mean, I'm having a bit of an umami barmy. <laughs> All those lovely sounds in people's ears right now of you going, nice. charming. Very nice pot noodle. Mm. Look, you've got little bits of authentic dried mushroom, seaweedy bits, spring onions. You know, you can define what, you know, it's just a whole different league from the Geffen, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Pepper, and I can actually, it's more ambitious. I can taste the individual aspects. Like, you can taste the pork bits. I can taste pepper. That actually tasted of pepper. There's little bits of cabbage. That is really, it's, a, it's the high art of the dehydrated vegetable. Is that mushroom? And that's a mushroom bit. Can I have a go now? Yeah. Oh, man. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I'm gonna... Tell me I'm wrong about it. Mouthfeel? Mouthfeel good. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? What are you thinking? Nice. It's very nice, isn't it? i tell you why I like it. Why? It's similar to what you said. You wrap a load around your spoon, or your spork, or your fork. Or whatever. You take a mouthful, and in that mouthful, you're going to get a random selection of things. You're going to get a bit of the pork, a bit of the chili, a bit of the cabbage. Next bite, a bit more of the yeah, juice, maybe. you can actually distinctly taste them, which is rare for, like, processed food, isn't it? Do you yeah. see what I mean? It's got a nice rainbow of flavours. You can actually taste the individual... And dehydrated meat is just something strange, but it, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it is definitely glutinous. It's definitely porky, and it's satisfying. It's very nice. That, I'm very impressed with that. How much was this one again? Two pounds. And the expensive one, or that was. They're both at the same price point. These tonkotsu, these real Japanese ones, and these kabuto, which I'm I'm calling bullshit. But let's just see. I'm gonna just have another scoop one last time of these, if you don't mind. Yeah, help yourself. You know, and then we'll move. You've got to give him head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's nice. That's good noodle. I think that's we've got our winner. I'm pretty sure. I don't. But wait, unless the kabuto. Knocks it out of the park. I don't like their marketing. I don't like their presentation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. This has a lot to prove. Let's have the broth. What? Mm. Again, yes, it's sort of like that generic sort of coconut curry sort of flavour, but it doesn't, have a, 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 it doesn't have a lot of bite. It's very watery, it's watery with just the it? tang of the chilli. Yeah. It's There's no flavour, it's just... You know what I mean? It seems to be a flavour, then it just loses it. A little bit of coconut? Yeah. A little bit. It's not terrible. And now I'm just going to taste... I mean, let's see if I can get any of the chicken bits here. I'm going to taste the noodle. 
Yeah, I've got a bit of chicken. It's got cubes of chicken in a similar way to that the, the Nissin has cubes of pork dehydrated. And uh, it's not sticking to the fork very well. Well, it's a slimy rice noodle. Oh, it's just underpowered. It just doesn't have a lot of flavour. But I'm thinking if you keep eating spoon by spoon of that, that heat's going to build up in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it's not terrible. I'm not a huge fan of these noodles because they're just too impractical to play with in terms of food. Yeah, they're really hard to get under the fork, aren't they? What are you thinking then on the kabuto? Um, that watery. Yeah, it's too watery, isn't it? Hard to manage on the fork, or so maybe with chopsticks that might be easier. Yeah, but you're making yeah. a lot of mess with you're that. Going to get the chopsticks out, are you? And it's just heat. There's a subtle amount of coconut. There's a subtle amount of other flavours, but the heat overwhelms it. And I think if you just keep scooping mouth after mouth, all you're going to be left with is hot, wet slop and, and, and a spicy mouth. If I had both of these in my kitchen, the cup noodles and the kabuto, this would be the unwanted stepdaughter here. That's the one you'd palm off to a visiting flatmate or a visiting yes. rel- relative. Dignitary. Yes, the queen, perhaps. Perhaps the queen wants a daughter. Maybe. Um, and the tonkotsu would be my favoured son. I mean, that's just an outstanding cup noodle. So are you going to rate these out of 10? Out of 10. So we can start with the geffen. I think that's nice. I kind of like that simple style, I have to say. Simple. Nice and easy. You can pimp it and maybe make it your own. It's just a standard... Again, it is a kind of Jewish style, I, I believe. Comfort soup. It's a sort of comforting chicken noodle. Fine with that. Fine, and I'll give it a seven. Seven for me as well. Uh, moving on to the star of the show. It's the pork tonkotsu cup noodles Nissin with the originator story and the fucking funky as fuck design and the special textured... No, I like it. Textured foam uh, approach. I'm going to give that a nine. That's a... a solid wow. I'm going to give it a nine as well. I I can't disagree with you. Kabuto. Yeah? I mean, I'd be generous if I'd go six. I mean, it's not all five for me. Edible, but it's just too much effort. It's nothing. And to go through all that shit with the fucking, you know... Oh, it's Thai. It says Thai green chicken curry. That's the flavour. That's poor. It's not good. And Thai... It needs more chicken, I think. Also, it's an... Like, tonkotsu is an actual noodle dish. Yeah. This is a chicken curry sort of transmogrified into a noodle. It's is it a hybrid thing? Yes, yeah. It's, yeah. it's gluten-free, though, with 299 eat, calories. An actual chicken curry, yeah. green chicken curry, you wouldn't have with rice noodles, with soup, would no. you? You'd have it as a chicken curry. Yeah. But, do you see what I mean? So they've just sort of, it's a, it's a mishmash that doesn't really work for me, and I don't like their marketing. And, uh, you know, I, it's exactly as good as I thought it would be, really. You look so smug again. <laughs> so, oh, yes, actually, uh, yes, so um, six. A- actually. Be generous. Six. six yeah. I was saying five. Okay, Paul. So, an interesting journey into Eli's country kitchen once again. Um, where do we go from here? Well, like I say, we're going to be testing these new Fusion Maggie classic chow mein ones that make a big deal of the three sachet rule. Yeah. And I've been getting into... Broad, flat noodles, chilli, oil, flavour, hot and sour, which yeah. is a whole world out there of noodles. They're like that that wide. They're about an inch wide. And we have the ice type to use as well. Yeah, we've got all sorts of noodles in the I forgot we have the nice. There. Yes. And I do want to taste these ones. Oh, have you seen this? We've got the fish-flavoured, chewy, quick-serve macaroni. That's fascinating. It's macaroni, Paul. But in the style of an instant noodle. Have you seen these? No, before? never. Yeah, That's really next. Mate, we've got another country kitchen coming up then. Uh, and also we have the rice sticks. They're called Ichibon. Here they are. Uh, these aren't even... These are similar. Thank God. Similar to noodles. 
but they are called bihon, cornstarch sticks. Ooh. So it looks like a noodle. But it's not. With chicha crunch. So then they've got a crunch. They've got a sort of uh, al dente, I think. So oh, I'm interested to see that as well. Three novel noodles next time. Exactly. Good alliteration. Thank, Thank you. you. So uh, you're obviously going to finish off the tonkatsu. I'm going to finish off I the I might have the geffen if that's all right. If you want it, you can have it, Paul. Well, thank you. Once again, you've won me over in your country noodle kitchen. I come in unimpressed and, and fighting back, and by the end, why, we're as close as brothers. <laughs> all right, yeah. So it's back to us now in the studio to wrap this show up. Thank you very much. And that is another cheap show for another day. Ah, oh, me cheap show done. <laughs> do you like that character? I actually do, yeah. even though it's bordering on racist. It's not bordering you on nothing's bordering on nothing. So it is just racist then? No, it's not racist. What was it? Was it I'm caveman? Not... It was a caveman. Racist against cavemen. Ugg said cheap show over. E- Paul sad. Ugg sit on rock, go up bum. Ugg have tum tum time. Paul wants go another cave now. <laughs> Paul think Ugg massive knob. <laughs> Ugg have massive knob. That true. <laughs> Paul not like Ugg no more. Paul can fuck off and get a proper caveman name. That's snobbish. <laughs> Ugg say fuck you. Paul says fuck you too. So thanks for uh, supporting this absolute piffle and nonsense. This gold, this comedy gold that is... The Economy Comedy Podcast. The Economy Comedy Podcast. Cheap show with me, Paul Gannon. And I'm also here and I'm Eli Silverman. Excellent. Uh, If you want to help on Patreon, we'd love that. No matter how little you give or how much you give, it's beautifully received. And if you don't, if you can't, because a lot of people say, oh, I wish I could. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just listen and share. That's all you got to worry about. If you're on iTunes, rate and review. Don't even have to do that. You could just listen privately and never mention it to anyone. Well, you could also do that as well. Enjoy that. That is to make it your own private thing. You could do that. You could do that. We still appreciate that. We still love it. We'd love someone who just downloaded it, didn't even listen to it. Just put it in a file somewhere. And then uh, a year later. uh, They go, what's this shit? And then they delete it. Delete it to save space. Still helps us. Yeah, still we get the last laugh. I don't even care. No. So if just ignore us, we're still grateful for to you. Yeah, just ignore us. No, Paul, don't. do you want to sigh a bit more uh, and disparage what uh, I'm doing a bit more? Uh, yeah, all right, I will. Uh, you fucking old twat. So anyway. You're going to be old before me. You're going to be old. <laughs> it's patreon.com forward slash cheap show if you want to go there and help us out. If you do, that's great. If you don't, that's also just as fine. What else? Yes, we have a Reddit page. Reddit.com forward slash oh, forward slash cheap show. Get involved in the and, chat. Um, don't forget, Paul. Yeah. Uh, if you are interested in the noodle side of things, and who wouldn't be? Uh, my good friend Mark Allen is starting to post his very accurate. And uh, I will be obviously banning that thread when. No, it you will not be banning that. I thread. have, I have access. I have do you access. not be bored? Why would you do that? Because I'm not losing his control. noodle reviews are going up. I told you I had that dream about Mark. <laughs> about Mark. Me coming into a cheap show recording one day and Mark sitting in my spot and you and him doing cheap show. And I was like, what's all this? Mark's like, I took cheap show off you. And then it wins awards and then gets That's famous. your paranoid subconscious. All he's done is write some noodle reviews, which will be appearing on the Reddit, uh, the cheap show Reddit. I think in that dream I kissed Mark. <laughs> Why did you kiss him if he'd stolen your show? To make up. Right, you've got a diseased subconscious. I have a creative fluorescent mind of neon magical moments 
It's the fluorescent mind. On Cheap Show, you can find us on Twitter. We've got a Facebook page as well, at the Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show. Eli is... Eli Snoid, E-L-I-N-S-N-O-I-D. So that's a thing. Fuck off. No, you say something. My name is Eli. And I sound like that. So, hi, with Noodle reviews on Reddit. Mark Allen's noodle reviews. Well, that's exciting. And that's about it, really. Thank you very much for supporting us. Facebook, Twitter, also on Instagram. There you go. Are we on Instagram? Yeah, I've just changed my account to make it a cheap show on. Can I have access to that, please? No. Why not? You go to your brutalism one. We'll talk about that in an episode one day. Your brutalism. Anyway, let's just say goodbye. I'm bored now. You're always bored, Paul. Bored. And I, I How got... can you be doing the podcast and find it boring? Daddy you find Cheap me. Show has to go plop plops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're bored. I see. That's code, is it? But you need bound. a shit. You should have taken a shit in the break before. Listen, you, you never planned for any kind of bowel movement. No, and I didn't plan on this one. Go and take a shit. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.